Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to another episode here at A View from the Bullins. This is the weekly catch-up. I'm, of course, the Bobble, and joining me today is Mr. Paul Draper. Drapes, just got back straight off the plane from Spain, actually, Madrid. Yeah. How was the weather? Hot. Was very, hot? very hot. <laughs> Sweating from places I didn't know you could sweat from. Like fingernails, so you're just dripping in sweat. Oh, horrible. What's the feeling in Madrid before we before we start this podcast regarding Jude Bellingham? Very excited, everyone there. Very excited over over Bellingham joining them, and obviously not joining them across the park. But they all got high expectation, and they're all waiting for the big one at the summer, which we all know is Kylian Mbappe. Is that who they now want? Yeah, in Madrid. So moving on, let's talk about Everton. Let's start the weekly catch here up we- here at Goodison Park. You're back. You're back in the city. Everton have announced a few changes since you've been gone, but an announcement on Wednesday was from the interim CEO, Colin Chong, on the stadium latest, the Bramley Moor update. Everything seems to be going pretty well in terms of Bramley Moor, but there's, they've maybe hinted that Everton could move mid-season. What are your thoughts on that? I'd like them to move at the start of the following season if it's got to be mid-season, because I think there'll be too much of a mess with tickets, season tickets, how they're going to do that. If they've got to do Parata, who who stays with their tickets, who doesn't. I think ultimately, they'll. I know they've said they'll, they'll decide with the fans, but ultimately they'll do what they think is better business-wise for the club, especially with the new board that will be then in place, hopefully anyway, the way this is going. Mm. The investment MSP, uh, they'll be very much number-driven and business-driven. But I think it's good that, that Colin is uh, put that little interview out to something that we've been asking for a lot of time, especially mm. with the stadium. Well, let me just give you a little bit of a snippet from Colin Chong's interview. He has said that moving mid-season may offer some commercial benefits, but also presents a series of challenges and hurdles that could negatively impact other aspects of the football club and other commercial considerations. What I can say categorically is that as of today, the project is now several weeks ahead of schedule with another winter to come they have kind of hinted there that they are considering at least a mid-season move so if Everton 
have the option to move mid-season, which is looking very likely. Are you, are you happy for us to do that as, as a fan? As a fan, I want I want to see that season to end that Goodison. I think the history that Goodison has and what it means to every single person connected or involved with Everton, it deserves to have a full season and go out, let's say, with, with a bang, let's say, instead of sort of through the back door, mm. gets to January, New Year, bang into Bramley Moor. But as a club and a business, I can see why they are planning that and the amount of revenue they get from hospitalities, obviously the increasing lounges, boxes, um, commercial deals, sponsorships. So I can see why they are planning that. But as a fan, I'd like that season to end at Goodison. Mm, well, Colin Chung actually did go on to say a precise moving in date for our new stadium has never been publicly set by the football club. We have repeatedly stated that the schedule of the development will see the keys for our new home handed to us by Lango Rock during the 2024-25 season. So it's up in the air whether Everton will move mid-season, not mid-season. But let's talk about the here and now. That's in the future. We're going to talk about the here and now at Everton. Everton are set to start pre-season imminently. Now the players are due back at Finch Farm. Have you enjoyed the break? Yeah, but I enjoyed the break for a week then after that I missed it. I want the football to be back. Um, nothing else really to one week is just boring without the football in it. Especially when, like if you and me, we go everywhere. We like to follow the team and the club everywhere we possibly can. So it's always good to have a little bit of a break sort of then go away. I know you, you went away, I, I've been away myself. I sort of spend a bit of time with your loved ones, but when you are so invested in in a hobby, like this is for us, or some people will call it a lifestyle, it's always good to have that to look forward to. And as soon as the fixtures came out the other week, first thing I did, obviously, just marked them as favourites on my phone to see what days you need to start booking off mm. and start planning and where you're going to go. And what games you're going to be looking at. So there's been a lot of talk around Goodison Park with more so outgoings than incomings. Yep. One player that has received a lot of interest is Damari Gray. Damari Gray has received interest, according to reports, from the likes of Saudi Arabia, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Fulham. Is that a player you'd be open to letting go? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, me, to be fair. I think I've said on, on the Patreon a few times, especially after that Villa game where... I thought the second goal, he could have done a bit better in the start of the press with Tyro Mings. And I just, I've never thought he, his effort has been as good as it could be because he has done it in the past. And I think his consistency levels for it has always been a bit below par or what, what I'd expect. But and for me, every player in this current squad, apart from Jordan Pickford, has got, has got a, a price tag on them and they're all available to, to sell and to leave the football club, especially with how much we really need that cash flow to then bring quality players into the club. So, yeah, I wouldn't be totally against seeing the Marty Gray go, but it would have to be for the right price. And how much is that price? Depends where he's going. If it's someone in the Prem, let's say, I think he's been linked with the likes of Crystal Palace, Fulham, I think Bournemouth are sort of to be sniffing around them. I'd like to... So yeah, at least £10 million, pounds, I think a fig- figure around £10 million pounds would do, because that would be a big profit to an RPNS. Books haven't signed them only for £1.5 million. If Al Hilal, I think it is the side of the club and they really, really want him, you have to just 
try and get that bag of salary, won't you? Try and get that 15 to 20 mil, which they seem to be splashing the cash about. Well, he's got one year left on his contract, Damaru Gay, but Everton have a club option of adding in further yeah, so year. he's basically got two so years. So Everton have a good bargaining, t- a bargaining tool there because it's basically two years. He's not into his last year of his contract, so to speak. So Everton would surely want north of 10 million, surely. Yeah, I think 10 million for for the Premier League club does the deal. 10 maybe with a few in add-ons. That would probably do a deal for one of the Premier League clubs. But as I say, if it's one of the clubs from the Far East or Saudi Arabia, etc., they they have to get the money out. They have to get their checkbook out. They're not, not going to have all the Premier League clubs rinsing them apart from us. Well, another player that has now been linked away from Goodison Park is young Ellis Sims. The striker's been linked with the likes of Ipswich. Ipswich have actually had a bid rejected worth up to £4 million by Everton. Sunderland are looking, Blackburn are looking, Stoke are looking. Ellis Sims, it's, it's just not really happened for him at Everton, has it? Especially under Sean Dyche. Dyche has thrown him in into the, the melting pot against the likes of Chelsea, Manchester Liverpool. United, Liverpool. Some really, really difficult games. But tough asks for him, but it just hasn't really happened for him. And it looks like his future now is a major doubt at Goodison Park. So how much would you want for Ellis Sims? I think four million isn't, isn't about right for me. Uh, you think it's about right? No, I don't think it is. I'd like to see about six, between six and eight million pounds, because I think, especially when you're going down to the championship, the likes of, I think he's been linked with Coventry, they're about to come into some money with, with uh, Giocaris leaving. Um, obviously, he's been linked with Ipswich, who've had the bid rejected, Blackburn. Sunderland. Sunderland, who've mm-hmm. already had them, and they really, really like him. When when you've got someone that's sort of guarantees your goals in them lower leagues, you've got to, the goal, goals always cost money, don't they? On on Ellis Sims, I've, I've always said I think it's been a bit harsh on him. I don't think he's really been given the chance to prove himself and he shouldn't really been called back. He should have been coming back from his loan now. Like, the likes yeah, I felt sorry for him. I think you're right. Warrington. I, yeah, I felt sorry for Ellis Sims when he got called back during January by, by Frank Lampard. Yeah, we've, we've said a lot, a, lot, a lot of times that. Mm. And at the time, we thought... We thought someone was coming in in January that wasn't going to be Ellis Well, Sims. we were promised. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a lot of promises that this fellow makes, but we won't go into that now. So, yeah, I think between six to eight million would be a good price for us. And what I would like to see is I'd like to see us add the sell-on clause. Because if, if he fulfills his potential, because I think he's got quite a high ceiling for a goal scorer. And let's say then whoever signs and can then sell him for 20 million, let's say, we'd be missing a, we'd be missing a boat if we don't add a sell-on clause into every sort of young player that we end up selling off to to the lower division clubs. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. 
So Ellis Sims potentially leaving the football club. Damari Gray heavily linked. There's, the incomings is the scary one, isn't it, Everton? Not far down the line with any player just yet. Just how difficult do you think that must be for the likes of Sean Dyche coming back into pre-season with a much weaker squad, not just in, in quality, but also in numbers? It's, it's going to be draining, isn't it, surely? He probably doesn't even know who's left yet. He's still in glass of him, isn't he? <laughs> he's like having a great time. Oh, he, he's great, isn't he? But yeah, it's going to be tough for, for uh, Sean and his staff because they've already lost three senior players with, well, four, Begovic, Mina, Davis, Cody. They've already Townsend. lost... Townsend. Townsend, even though mm. he didn't really... Mm. He didn't feature on the dash, obviously, no. with, with his injury. But it's but, another face around the, around yeah, the training another, ground. It's another gone. character and someone that mm. was supposed to be a very good lad and a very good pro. Yeah. So he'll, he knows how to get the best out of this, out of this, out of poor, poor or difficult situations. Like we've seen this this year. We've seen it with Burnley numerous times. To me, although it, it is a bit worrying, it's more more secure in that you've got Sean Dyche there, the best fair possible for that for that kind of scenario and that kind of that kind of mood around the club. So I think Sean Dyche would just sort it out. You think you'll sort it out? He's the boy, isn't he? <laughs> He's the boy. Well, let's talk about pre-season. So Sean Dyche has actually done a bit of an interview, a very, very short interview, and he spoke about the gaffer day that he does. He did it at Burnley, where the footballs don't come out and it is just running, running, running. And I think that's something that we need to probably touch on under Frank Lampard, Everton were always levelled, are they fit enough? They didn't look fit enough. And many Everton fans always questioned that. But under Sean Dyche, pre-season, they, the players know, don't they, that they're going to come in and they are going to be worked very, very hard. We might not have the quality as other clubs, but one thing we are going to have, we're going to have hard work, aren't we? Yeah, well, ever since Sean Dyche came in, all we've seen is hard work, craft, press, desire, fight. I think even if we'd have gone down, we, we were saying we couldn't have blamed the lads for not giving it all to stay up or not not giving 150% to put their body across for the club and everything on the line. I think, if anything, that's probably what kept us up with the likes of Leicester and Leeds. They seem to have disjointed scores that we're really playing for their managers, for their clubs, for the players interested in moving away. The likes of Madison, Tielemans, um, Jack Harrison, all, all them kind of players that are all linked with moves away. But yeah, I've got no no worry that Sean Dyche will get these lads fit. And under Lampard, it was a big, big worry. Because especially, I think the best example for that is McNeil. Mm. He seemed like after five minutes or 15 minutes, McNeil, he'd be blowing out. Be, he'd be blowing, really. He'd be, be knackered. And since Sean Dyche came in and he gave him a, a... He'd been a breath of fresh air, obviously, and he's just kept running and running and running and running up and down that touchline. And I think that's... Probably the biggest compliment you can also give Dice that he's got that team fighting for every single sweat and every single bit of grass on that pitch. Mm. Well, he does look at the fine margins, doesn't he? So Sean Dodge actually said where Everton are going to in Switzerland for pre-season. It is, excuse my pronunciation, Evian Baines is somewhere where I went to, went over to last year to have a look at. We're always trying to push the margins in training with not only the physical side, but the mental side of the game. It's a lovely place, a really good setting to work hard, and there'll be hard work being done. It's well documented now about how hard our players work. That's a given, the way we train and the way we look after them. Back in the summer of 2019, Gaffer's Day took place in Portugal, and the new Burnley signing then was Eric Peters, a fullback, and he got thrown straight into deep end, and he said... 
basically under Deutsch, you train without the balls. They are not allowed. They stay at the hotel. And the only thing you see are stopwatches and a big speaker saying go and stop. It's all part of it. It prepares you mentally. It gives you that edge. It gives you that little bit more. When you're doing it, you hate it. But afterwards, you're pleased. It just goes to show, doesn't it, if Eric Peters is saying that the players are going to be working very hard in Switzerland. It just sounds heavy, doesn't it? <laughs> just sounds belted that. I can just imagine them just sprinting and running. And that's all you want, really, to, for them to be as fit as possible as they can be for the challenge ahead and for the Premier League. Mm. We've said, you and me, before, I think, before we both went away, um, it don't really care who they're playing. For. As a fan, you'd always want to play the best possible teams, but when you're looking from a footballing point of view, don't care who they're playing. It's about getting fit, yeah. getting ready and being prepared for the first game of the season against Fulham. It is. I, I spoke on numerous podcasts and I, I remember when Blackburn Rovers were in the, the Premier League and I, you know, don't, I can't tell you the year, it's been too long, but I remember when Blackburn went through a pre-season and they literally batted everyone in pre-season wherever they come across and they come across some decent opposition and then first game of the season they got beat. So pre-season victories, of course it's nice to win, it breeds confidence, but ultimately it's if the players really, are prepared. It doesn't really matter, doesn't it? No, it's, it's if the players are prepared for the first game of the season. But Eric Peters went on to say, Gaffer's Day was lovely, I want to do it again but it's part of Deutsch's thing and it was really good. It was hard work, but it was fun. It was a nice welcome when I joined the football club Burnley that he's talking about now in Portugal and it's very good to get your fitness levels up and it doesn't half mentally prepare you for the hard work. Tarkowski's going to have to warn some of those lads, aren't they? What they're coming Tarko- back in for? Tarkowski and McNeil, they're going to have to... And Michael Keane, he's, he's played with, he's played on the yeah, show on Dice yeah. too. We forgot about him, the forgotten man. I think most of the players will sort of know what he's like now because mm. he really, he needed to sort of get them as fit when he came in because of how poor their fitness level was. Well, he were. did that with them. He did bleep test with them when he yeah. arrived. He, he changed the training regime. He trained, he changed not so much the standards, but he changed the rules, i.e. what you can and can't wear. He wanted players out five minutes before training would start, whereas some players used to just walk out as the whistle was going to start training. So he, he did change a few things. He did tweak a few things. And like we previously said, you know, the, we all seen the infamous bleep test that he got them all doing and where they were you know, on their haunches, absolutely knackered. And to do that mid-season, that's unheard of. And, and he made them do it and made them... He wanted to check them out. He wanted to check just how mentally prepared they were willing to go for, for him and yeah. this football club. And he said that. He's, he said he wanted to see how far they would go, how far they'd and be pushed. after that Arsenal game, first thing he said in his press conference was um, minimum, maximum effort is the minimum, first minimum requirements. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, it's always good to see that from from your manager. I think I think he's great. You know how much I like him. Mate. I know you're a big fan. So let's move on away from Sean yeah. Deutsch. I could talk about him for yeah, So let's move on. One player who has left Everton is Connor Cody. Obviously left Everton after his loan, but he's now been heavily linked with Leicester. It looks like Leicester could be signing Connor Cody from Wolves for a fee, according to social media, up to around eight and a half, yeah. eight million pounds. According to one of the Wolverhampton journalists, mm. eight point five million pounds. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Especially when our option was four, four point five. Mm. Makes you think: should we have bought him and then sold him for that for that amount? Well, that was a thought process that was going through a couple of people's minds during towards the end of the season. Should Everton sign Connor Cody? and then look to offload him for X amount and maybe make a bit of a profit. It had been thought about, I am willing to say that, it had been thought about, but it's if a bid then doesn't come in, you then maybe... Yeah, you're not guaranteed, but I would have I would have liked to, to see Cody stay. I think, obviously, top pro, top lad. He, he seemed to really, really enjoy his time at Everton. Everyone that you speak to connected to Everton, obviously, that you, that you tell us 
Really, really liked him. Yeah, great pro. And you see that the performance he put in last game of the season was after being in the mud really after that Villa game when he, he had a bit of a bit of a wobble was outstanding really. Um very, very good leader. Hmm. He he always always will be backing his back his players or saying at least he always seems to say the right things or he always seems to assess the press or address stuff that he needs to address. So he's just a captain really and he's the old school type of captain. Put ev- put everything on the line for the club that he's playing for. And wish him best of luck wherever he goes. Obviously seems to be Leicester. Agreed. Another player who has left Everton on loan is young Harry Tyra, the goalkeeper, coming off a really, really good loan move at Chester last year. He was, he was, I think, player of the season. He was yeah. absolutely excellent for Chester. Now at Chester Field in the National League, are you surprised that he didn't get a Football League move? Because he's very highly rated at Everton and he's very highly rated in and around the lower you know, League One, League Two Football League. Are you surprised? I, I, am, am. Su- I am surprised that he hasn't got a League One, League mm. Two loan. Um, I think maybe it's too early for that. Maybe some of the keepers in them leagues haven't moved haven't moved clubs yet. I'm not sure on that. But as long as he's getting first team football for him, that's the best. That's the best option he can get. Just because she where you can get mm. first team football. What's the best for himself, his family, his environment? Let's be honest, that Everton, he's not really gonna get much of a chance. He's got England's number one in front of him. One of the one of the best keepers in the Premier League for me who's just signed a new deal, who seems to be staying as we speak. Touchwood. Touchwood, Jordan stays for a very long time. <laughs> but, yeah, as long as he gets games and minutes and he keeps developing himself, that's all you can ask for, really, from your long, from your, from the long, young lads. Mm. Sorry. No, I agree. So, so, talking of young lads, Lewis Warrington is due back at Finch Farm for pre-season, with Tom Davis leaving the football club amongst a few other players who have now left Everton. There's a lot of noise around Lewis Warrington. Should he be given a chance at Everton? Should he be given you know, a chance to maybe stake a claim amongst the first team? What do you feel on this one? It kind of divides opinion, this one. Some Everton fans would like to see him given a chance. Others would like to see him go back out on loan and not have his final year of his contract as, as it stands. You I know, think sort that's of the key. I think whatever, whatever happens with him first, he needs to secure him and tie him down mm. to a contract. Yeah. I, I don't really want him going into the season with being into his last year. Whatever he is, may it be on... if. If he's not getting, if he's not signing, I definitely wouldn't send him on loan, because then you don't really want to play it on loan on, his, on the last year of his contract. Because if he does really well there, let's say, if he was to go on loan now, it would have to be a championship loan, someone or a high league one team. Yeah, yeah someone yeah, challenging. Team that challenging. I, I'd even say a high championship loan, someone like someone that's going to be fighting in, in there in the fight maybe the likes of I'd, Millwall, I'd like to see him ideally I'd like to see him at a big club in the championship like, yeah. like a Sunderland where it's a bit of a like mountain a pot like playing, a Stoke something yeah, like that playing at stadium like every week week in week out with 40,000 fans so, someone that's got the pressure to at least make I mean. the playoffs to push yeah. so, so, with an like, expectation like a Coventry, yeah. something similar like that um, I think if he was to stay in and around the first team it would be Bad for his development, being in the stands every other week, being in the bench, getting sort of the, the rubbish minutes, five minutes here and there. I'd like to see him sign a deal, go out on loan to a high-end championship team, smash it, and then come in and probably replace it this again again. Is that what you think? Yeah. I, I, I'm i a big, big fan of Lewis. I think he's going to be a very, very good player. And he's, even when, when, when he's not playing... Whatever when he was at Fleetwood, 
you'd see him in every way, and he's just, like that, he's, he's just a proper, proper blue. He? <laughs> he's he's just just a blue. Well, he's currently working very, very hard to come in, come yeah, back and in. Yeah, and that's also something you like to see. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen away. it on social media. Yeah, he's working very hard to come back in the best possible condition. Yeah, to start preseason. Another youngster that Everton is Stanley Mills, the son of former Manchester City and Leeds fullback and England fullback Danny Mills. Stanley Mills had a really, really good season in the youth setup for Everton. He's another player that's sort of knocking on the door a little bit like Lewis. Stanley Mills didn't get a loan last year. A bit of disappointment that he didn't get a loan in January. He was hopeful of getting one. It didn't materialise. Can you see a loan happening for him? I, I would like to see him now. I've got a loan. Be, yeah, it's got to be a loan. If he doesn't get a loan, he'll end up stagnating in the in in, in the in the academy. Because if not, he'll have to be. If he doesn't go out on loan, he'll have to be an option for the first team. He's too good for to play mm. kids football. Even if he's like Alice Sims, even if they weren't good enough to be involved in the first team, then if he's not playing week in, week out in a championship team, let's say League One, he needs to be involved with the first team, training with the first team, being involved in the squads without how weak are they, wild options are now, especially if Damani Gray ends up going. Alex Wobie's only got a year left on his contract. Mm. Doesn't seem any closer to signing a deal. He also could be leaving the club. It will have to be an option for Stanley Mills to be in and around the first team if he can't get that loan. But again, like Warrington, I'd like to see him go out to a championship club and prove himself because his numbers have been fantastic for the under-23s. Mm. No, so I, I absolutely that, that's agree. That's what he deserves, really. Yeah, he does. He does deserve his move, and I think he... He should go out and get a low mill. I think Everton need to get him out there and have a really, really good look at him in senior, in senior football. Pre-season then, Everton play Neon first. We play the likes of Bolton, Stoke, Wigan, Sporting Lisbon at Goodison Park, Tramere as well with an Everton 11. How many are you going to go to? Are you going to go to as many as you can? Um, I'm, not, I'm not actually sure. I'll have to look through throughout the next week or so, maybe... I highly doubt it, but maybe a late, late trip to Switzerland. But <laughs> as it stands, I'm not quite sure on that. But you'll be there. All, all the local ones will probably be there, apart from that that date, Tramir and Wigan, is it? Wigan, yeah. Yeah, won't be, won't be there. Got something else planned already. Sadly, something ahead of Everton. You feeling all right? Yeah, going to the UFC actually, which I'm quite excited, excited <laughs> over. Well, then again, there's three strikes, so if anyone listening, count off them strikes. <laughs> But yeah, um, as you know, we'll try and go every mm. game as we can and we'll try and cover it all as best as we can. We will, absolutely will. We absolutely will. And there we have it for another weekly catch-up here at A View from the Bullins. Keep an eye on all our social media channels, as always, for all the latest news. Coming out of Goodison Park, Finch Farm and on Merseyside. In the meantime, stay safe, take care and all the very best.